Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, to parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. Today, we're finding out everything there is to know about boarding at school. We're joined by four people in this episode. James Eels is the head of boarding. He's joined by Vicky Eels. She works alongside James as a house parent. She's also James's wife. We hear from Xanthi, who's a GAP student working in boarding. And we have Frankie, an assistant boarding parent. So we find out what boarding life actually looks like, whether it's still relevant in 2022 and 2023, what happens at the weekend, and we talk about the admissions process too. That's all coming up in the next 20-ish minutes. So come with me now as we speak to James, Vicky, Xanthi, and Frankie. James, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. And thank you to the other three people you've got with you in, in the room there. How are you today? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. No, lovely, lovely day in Somerset. Slightly overcast, but the children are in full voice, so you might be able to hear them in the background. Fantastic. I do hope we can at some point. That'd be great fun. Uh, tell us who you've got there in the room with you. So there's three other members of the boarding team. So um got Vicky, who's my wife. So between us, we are house parents. So we run the boarding house. We've also got Xanthi, who is our graduate GAP. So we've got two GAP students in the boarding house and she very much helps us and she works um, on the boys and the girls landing. And we've also got Frankie, who is our assistant house parent. Unfortunately, her partner Tom is ill today, so he can't obviously make the recording. So she's here for both parties. I see. Okay. well, well, thank you, all of you. We're going to hear from each of you. But James, I wonder whether you can just kick us off by just explaining, first of all, how the boarding house actually looks, you know, in terms of how many pupils there are compared to how many pupils there are in the whole school and what the staff team looks like. Yeah, so we've got um, 26 full boarders in, in the school. So that's across the boys and the girls landing. And it's very much an international boarding house. We've got a core of traditional English boarders. Um, and then we've got a large number. So we've got some Spanish, French, Russian and Japanese um, boys and girls. So it's one boarding house, but the boarding house is split across two landings. So there is a boys landing at the very top of the school. Um, and the girls' landing is just in the middle of the school. And so it's in the main school building. So it's really at the heart of the school, which is brilliant because that sort of is the focus of um, a prep school. The dorms are very, very similar on both landings. Um, the girls, they are in where the main family of the house used to live. So they've got slightly grander, I'd say, bedrooms. Um, upstairs, it's really nice. It's kind of got a lovely lofty feeling to it because that's where the servants were. So the boys very much in this lovely setting, but it's very different to the feeling of, of the girls' house. And you mentioned about full boarding. So I'm guessing that all of your international pupils are, are full boarders. But tell me a bit about the difference between full boarding and weekly or flexi or any, any other kind of boarding. Yeah, so there's a number of options out there for parents to consider when they're looking at boarding. So you have the traditional full boarders. So they come in the beginning of the term. Um, and then the exiats, we have two exiats this, this term, where on a Friday night at four o'clock, um, school ends and they go away and then they can come back on Sunday evening or Monday morning. So with the international borders, a number of the parents come it back to the UK and take their child out for the weekend, which is brilliant. They love that. But I think a real uniqueness for our Hallows is this ethos in the school where the, the day students and their parents, they really buy into giving the full borders this really great experience of England beyond the school. So this exiat coming, which is in a week's time, there are a number of our boarders going 
home with their friends. And I think that's something that's really, really unique to Hallows. Um, it's something I'm new to this position at Hallows, and I was a bit dubious and a bit nervous about having to find places for these boarders to go to. But actually, it's been a really, really easy job because it's it's something that the parents really buy into, and the the children, the day students as well, really enjoy bringing their friends home as well. It's like a home away from home. So the day students invite their friends home for the weekend. But likewise, we like to invite them into the boarding house as well. So what will happen if is if um, one of our boarders goes to their friend's house, then at some point in the term, their friend will come and spend the evening in the boarding house, be it at the weekend or in the evening. There's also flexi boarding. So if a parent was going away for business, then they can organize through um, our matron. Their child can stay with us for a night or a couple of nights, however long they need to be. Um, and then we have a Flexi Plus system where it's a sort of a, a special Flexi Plus rate, which the parents pay, but their child comes to board with us for two nights, the similar night every single week of the term. Um, so they have their own bed space. They can bring their own pictures in um, and make their bed a home away from home. And there's quite a few of them come in. It's really, really nice because it makes the, the boarding house really fresh and it really links the school from actually not being a day school or a boarding school but it's a prep school where both areas of school life are, are well and truly linked together i love the example that you gave of, uh, of a parent being away on business because i'm guessing that equally it could be say two parents both wanting to go out on a friday night to a theater show maybe have a nice meal stay over in a hotel somewhere in central london something like that knowing that their child is safe in school yeah, definitely. And it's something that previous school I worked at, we used to run activity weekends where we'd invite in year groups in on a on a Saturday night um, and we'd put on a special. So it'll be themed. So I've done James Bond weekends, um, Frozen, Christmas, Easter, those sort of activities. And that's something that we as a team are very much looking to do next term. And it's like a soft landing for especially the young boarders um, who come in and they spend actually they just get to see boarding. And then they go home on the Sunday morning around 11 o'clock. And like you said, I, I remember at pickup time on the Sunday morning, there's always a, a bit of banter between the staff and the parents because the parents would roll in looking a bit worse. We're having a, a limited amount of sleep after a nice little drinks party or dinner party the night before. So very much, I think it's a, it's a two-way house that we get the luxury of their child coming in. But likewise, they get a, a night away, um, probably, which is not very uh, often when you've got children. Strikes me as a classic win-win-win in that case. But in a moment, we're going to find out from Vicky what life is like in the boarding house. But before we do that, I wonder, James, if you can just tell us about what you feel the relevance of boarding is in 2022. I'm thinking that some people listening to this might think of boarding as being something that was done in the 50s and 60s and probably, I imagine, a much sort of a, a harsher environment than, than it is today. And I imagine today is very, very different. But tell us what you feel the relevance of boarding is today. Yeah, so sort of my personal opinion is, is today I think there's a huge amount of value and, and relevance the boarding stands today and pricing so even more so than sort of 50 years ago or in the sort of early 90s when I went as an eight-year-old. It's my my feeling is as a as a world, we're trying to sort of take away adversity and challenge in society. And I think boarding is a really, really great way where they can sort of rise up to that challenge in a controlled manner. So it means that actually when things go wrong, they can sort out how they can fix their own problems with the support of the member of staff, um, assistant house parents or the GAP students. 
Um, and also it develops all of these soft skills that we see that's really, really important today. So things like tenacity, um, staying power, um, resilience, persistence, independence. And for me, when I look back at my time, so I did 10 years as a, as a, as a boarder myself, um, when I went off to university and I just sort of jumped to my car and drove off, I found it quite strange that actually people were being dropped off university, whereas I was quite used to actually just going and doing things off my own bat. And to me, I think that's really important because obviously we're a prep school. We're preparing them for the next stage in their education and, and beyond in their life. So whether that is going to a public school um, or a state school down the road or even not boarding, I think the skills they meet, their friendships, that's really, really important. And I think here we have a quite a strong international feel, especially from the Spanish borders as well. Um, and talking to Jackie, who's our head of admissions, um, she's was telling me how you have so many ex or hallow students who are still in contact with their friends from school that they made within the boarding house or the links within the the day student body sort of years after they've left or hallows gone to different public schools universities so i think those sort of skills are really really important life skills which i think the prep school boarding offers for those to be developed. Well, thank you for that, James. Let's hear from Vicky then. Vicky, tell us what life is actually like in these boarding houses and in particular, what it's like at the weekend, because, you know, we all imagine what life is like when you have to get up and then go to school. Uh, but but actually, what happens during the weekend in, in the boarding house? So Saturday mornings, we have a slightly longer lie-in. Um, we then go down to the dining room where we're greeted by a full English breakfast, which is a great way to start off the weekend. Depending on the year group, they will either go off to sport training or they will take part in the All Hallows Enrichment Programme. So again, that's day pupils and boarding pupils. So they're catching up with all their school friends that they would see in the week on a Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon for pupils in year five to eight are dedicated to sport matches against other schools um, or training. So Saturday is quite a busy day, but it tends to have a slightly more relaxed feel to it but there's always plenty of things for them to be doing, whether they're playing in their own match or supporting their friends that are, might be playing in a match at home as well. Saturday evening, we have a Boarders' Choice dinner. So each week we award a Border of the Week prize and they get to choose what's going to be dinner, what's going to be for dinner on Saturday night. So that is always a much anticipated mealtime and the kitchens always do us proud creating these these wonderful meals that have come from the suggestions of the children. Sundays um, we organise an activity that happens off-site um, most of the time so this weekend for example they are all off to air hop in Bristol so they've got two hours of bouncing around and um, enjoying themselves there. We always watch a movie in the evening as well so you know, we're starting to light the fires in the evening now for them when we settle down to watch a movie. And, you know, we really try and make it as home-like as possible for them. Uh, they get lots of downtime. Of course, they'll speak with parents, um, catch up with friends on their phones for, for a bit as well, and just try to make it as um, normal as possible for them whilst keeping them busy. So I'm glad you mentioned phones and I'm glad you mentioned keeping them busy because on the one hand, then it sounds to me, and this is coming from someone who doesn't know much about boarding life at All Hallows, but it sounds to me like they do have access to their phones so they can keep in touch with family and friends, but equally they're kept busy enough that they're not idly wasting time just on their phones, spending the weekend wasting it like that. Yeah, so 
Predominantly, we find that they are very busy and they enjoy all the extra activities that happen in the evenings. So two evenings a week, they have Wi-Fi time um, where they're encouraged to phone home, fill their parents in on everything that they've been up to and, um, you know, make sure that they're feeling part of their life here at All Hallows as well. So that's Tuesday and Thursday evenings. We then have at least one extended Wi-Fi time at the weekend where, you know, they can ring grandparents as well or friends, maybe catch up on some YouTube videos. But what we tend to find is that they are having a great time being with their friends and taking part in the activities. And um, that's what boarding is about. It's You've got this unique experience of being able to spend time with your friends after the school day. We really want them to make the most of that. And, um, you know, it's really important that they keep in contact with home but, you know, managing those two alongside each other. It sounds perfect. It sounds like a, a great, great way of, of living in harmony with uh, keeping in touch with people, but also having real relationships with our friends. James, tell us a little bit about military boarding. Yeah, so military boarding is an important part of life at All Hallows. There's a number of uh, boys and girls whose parents are in the military. There's one family whose parents are based abroad at the minute. So that's really important for them that they've had this balance and support of their continuity of education and care. So it's kind of a very much a team effort between us and their parents. And they also have military parents who are within the locality. So they do come in to see their children at Exiats and at weekends. There's an armed forces package that the school does. Um, so if you'd like to know more about that, then get in contact with um, Jackie or the school and we can let you know about what that entails and how that helps you send your child to a school like Wahallows. Um, I myself was a, a boarder as well at prep school and my parents were in the armed forces as well. So I very much benefited from my parents being away. Um, I look back now and dad would go away for four months and I didn't really notice he went away because I was so much at school enjoying myself that he went away and then he just reappeared. And it's only now looking back that I think, oh, that was a bit weird and wasn't normal. Um, so I think that's really that we can understand as a team um, through that sort of how we can support aid the parents being away because I know it's really really hard that they give us a huge amount of responsibility to look after probably one of their most prized possessions they have in their lives um, and then we can sort of help the child also understand because I've been there myself where I didn't see my dad mum for a while so it's something that's really really important um, Zanti as well she her father was abroad as well so I think she will have something to add yeah, so I was a full international border when I was here. That was also a military full international border. So I've had that experience at All Hallows. And I think the fact that the school attracts um, military families means that you're not alone in that experience as well. You have other people who are going through the same thing or relating. And with the routine that we have, you know, the borders are so busy. They're having so much fun. that, And the fact that most of the borders are full borders as well. You're there with everyone, you're with your friends all the time. You know, we've got obviously a couple members of the boarding team who've had the exact same experience when we were kids. But it's a really nice place for it. It accommodates that experience exactly and it makes you feel at home. Like James says, you sort of don't notice the time that passes when whoever your military parent is is on exercise or away because you're in your home away from home. 
Sounds awesome. Thank you, Xanti. I'd love to understand from you, if you could just share with us what life is like actually, uh, how it actually looks in the boarding house. Because I imagine that people listening to this right now, they maybe they've never stepped into the boarding house at all. How does it actually look? How do the dorms look? You know, is it like 10, 15 people per dorm? You know, how does it actually look? So it depends. We have um, a range of different size dorms. On the girls' landing, there are a couple of quite big dorms where there are about 12 bed spaces, but they're not all filled. And then so that there's room for flexi boarders or people coming in, you know, once a week. Um, And then we have some smaller, cosier dorms. So, for example, our year sevens are in a dorm where I think there are about eight bed spaces. Um, The boys' landing, again, there are different size dorms, bigger ones for bigger year groups, smaller ones for... Um, when you're splitting up years into different dorms but yeah we have bunk beds and it's kind of up in the air people some people are all for the bottom bunk some people want to be on the top bunks but there's lots of space sofas we have boarding common rooms on the landings and bathrooms but yeah it's it's got a cozy feel to it they're just big spacious landings for the girls and a bit cozier for the boys but it's a really nice area and actually I was a boarder here 10 years ago So for me, it's an interesting experience coming back and experiencing it from the staff point of view, um, coming back to what was a very cosy home for a couple of years. It's really interesting to hear you say that, because I was going to ask you if you were a boarder yourself at school, but actually to have been a boarder at All Hallows makes it even more, giving you an understanding of what life is like as a pupil. How do you find that helps you then now being a member of staff, given that you were doing that actual role, you know, as a child yourself beforehand? Yeah, it definitely gives a lot of inside knowledge, which can be quite useful. <laughs> um, so I was an international full boarder when I was here 10 years ago. Um, so it really was home for a long time. So I know the building in and out quite well, uh, made lots of happy memories as well. And as we were talking about earlier, you make friends for life. I've been catching up with some All Hallows friends just this year. And it's a really lovely place to work. So I'm on a delayed gap year Um post-university which is becoming increasingly more popular post-pandemic um, and wondered kind of how to fill some of it and just thought you know what All Hallows is somewhere that I've always considered home so coming back here to work it's it's really lovely there's lots of familiar faces but lots of new faces as well it's got that kind of core feel that it had 10 years ago but it's developing changing improving all the time and yeah it's nice because I think I can relate to the boarders as well or they can relate to me and we can share stories from a decade ago um we have that with the other gap who works on the landing as well jacob he was here as an ex-pupil as well so clearly it's a popular thing to come back to as it keeps drawing us back very popular thing indeed which university did you go to by the way and what did you study so i went to the university of edinburgh so i was there for four years studying philosophy and psychology gosh and then what do you think you'll end up doing after you leave all hallows so the plans are to travel a little bit to get to the other side of the world, um, see some family out there, travel with some friends and make the most of some time off and then come back and jump into the world of work. I'd uh, eventually like to be doing some more psychology, um, but that takes quite a lot of time commitment, um, which I'd like to do, but I've figured I'd like to have a couple of years experiencing different things in the meantime. So we shall see if the future's open. Very good. Well, best of luck with all of that. Thank you. Now, Frankie, I wonder whether we can hear from you at all. Just regarding the admissions process, James mentioned that Jackie is kind of in charge of admissions. Is, is that right? Yeah, so Jackie True Love's our registrar. Um, she knows the school inside and out and she knows what the school has to offer and all the different packages that are available. So any questions, fire it her way and she'll definitely have the answer or at least know who to go and speak to. 
um, and get back to you about that. Okay. So again, if, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, maybe, you know, it's good to dip a toe into the water of flexiboarding or something like that. What kind of questions do people typically ask? They ask a lot about the setup of the boarding house. It's where it is separate because it's our borders home. A lot of parents, existing parents and existing pupils have never actually been up into the landing. So quite often they'd ask just what it looked like and we would quite often give them a tour so they knew what to expect. Yeah. They asked the general uh, setup of each evening or the weekend, so what the sort of uh, expectations are. So our current boarders and anyone coming to join the boarders will come and get changed straight after school to divide the school and sort of the home day as such. Then they'd ask about meal times, so um, whether it's still hot supper because we know that they have a hot lunch and it definitely is uh, pudding included. Um, so they ask a lot about that. And then they might ask about the variety of activities that our boarders do, because I think obviously at home, a lot of children will go home, they'll do their prep, they'll do uh, maybe have a bit of screen time or sit with families. So um, we give we have a proposed schedule of what our boarders do each evening. So I think Monday is circus skills and art in our art rooms. Tuesday is some sort of... Uh, crafting with one of our junior teachers and a more physical exercise uh, activity sorry uh, Wednesday we generally might go out to forest school with our forest school lead in the evening uh, which is always fun particularly with torches and marshmallows over the fire Thursday uh, last night for example our boarders were all pay- playing a rather intense game of dodgeball uh, and Friday is a bit more of a relaxed evening um, but throughout that there's lots of choice so you might ask what what kind of thing they're going to get up to. And a big key part is uh, routine time. So going up to bed, what that looks like, making sure they go to bed on time. So what times do they go to sleep? What's the sort of setup and expectations around that? It's it's a lovely time for them to board, but it's not a sleepover sort of time. So um, we obviously have rules for our boarders and day students are encouraged to come and um, follow those as well. And obviously that can be a bit of a learning experience for them, but all in a very good way. All sounds very reassuring indeed there. James, I've got a couple of last questions for you, actually. James, tell me a little bit about other kind of events that happen, you know, more seasonal events throughout the year. Okay, so last week it was bonfire night, so it was really nice. We had all the boarding team were on duty that evening, also supported by some of the academic teachers as well. And it was a really, really nice evening where the boarders got to mix with each other in small groups whilst also going outside and enjoying a community event where all our parent body was there, teachers were there, and we also had visitors from the local community as as well. Fantastic. And James, if anybody is listening to this and wanted to find out more about boarding life at All Hallows, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Just send me an email. So it's uh, jeels, E-A-L-E-S, at allhallowsschool.co.uk. And we can arrange a meeting, a phone call. Um, I'm very happy to show you around the boarding house and discuss um, any questions you have or, or needs you you would like to know about boarding. Fantastic. And I imagine people can go through the main school website as well in that case. We need to bring this episode to a close. But James, Vicky, Xanthi and Frankie, thank you all so much for your time. It's been really good to understand more about boarding life at All Hallows. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
So that was James, Vicky, Xanthi and Frankie opening up the wonderful world of boarding to us here today. Thank you all of you. I know it's not easy to find the time when all four of you are available at the same time. Now, if you're listening to this, then do take up James's offer to find out more about boarding life at school. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.